The book of Proverbs, chapter number one, Proverbs chapter number one, will start in this chapter, and then we're going to move throughout the book of Proverbs tonight, look at several uh, different passages, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this series so far. I certainly have. I never intended for it to be a series, uh, which, you know, my family tells me every time I preach, it's like a series, but uh, that's a whole other issue. Um, but uh, I've enjoyed this and just kind of given that title, The People of Proverbs, and uh, so that we can see different characters. And uh, we'll see how long this will go, and I'll just keep, as long as the Lord keeps giving me uh, direction and uh, the, we don't run out of characters and run out what the Bible says about these characters, we'll just continue going. And uh, so we may be here a little while, uh, but uh, I do intend on putting this into a book uh, when it's done. I think that'll be very, very helpful uh, for it to go into a book. For, for some of you, it'll be a coloring book so that you can participate in it as well. Uh, but uh, uh, so uh, uh, that we'll look forward to that uh, somewhere down the line. Proverbs chapter number one, I'm going to read verse 22. That'll be our text verse where we get started, same as it was last Wednesday night. But notice Proverbs one, as we looked at this last Wednesday, verse 22, how long ye simple ones we love simplicity, and the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Now, notice, in the scorners delight in their scorning. Uh, tonight, we're going to deal with a difficult character. It's difficult in the sense that it's hard for you and I to think that somebody has this mindset. It's difficult also because, quite frankly, we judge people by our motives, whether they're good or bad. We judge them by our heart. We, we want to serve the Lord. We want to give respect to the truth. But scorners are not that way. It's hard to deal with them in that respect. And then we're going to find that God is very plain and very pointed about what he says about the scorner about the future of the scorner and how we're to respond to the scorner. And so, uh, so tonight I want to I look at dealing with the scorner. And at, before I pray, I, I'll remind us of this. Uh, I want us to look at these characters each week as, as, from two aspects, um, whether they're positive character like a wise man or a prudent man, a negative, if we can, if we can, if we can use that connotation tonight, like tonight with the scorner. Uh, we want to understand how to deal with the scorner, identify the scorner. But we also want to limit or we want to do that which would keep us from going down the pathway that we would become a scorner. And so um, that's something that's, that we need to, need to be very mindful of as we look at this this evening. Father, help us tonight as we deal with the scorner. Help us to understand uh, what your word has to say. And Father, we just... Sometimes, and tonight will be no different, we just have to look at your word and just trust that you know best and just be obedient to what you've taught us. May we get an understanding tonight uh, of uh, how to deal with the scorner. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we spent some time last week talking about wisdom, talking about the simple, the scorner, and the fool. And what helps define the simple, the scorner, and the fool, just to refresh your memory, is how they respond to wisdom. That's why we can easily identify um, a scorner, I'll remind you, is a scoffer, one who scoffs at a moral standard, its ordinances, and its teachers, one who makes a scoff at sin, and the uh, judgments and threatenings against sin by God. A scorner is a serious, serious uh, uh, 
situation, a scoffer. Uh, well, here's the moral standard. Here's the Bible. Just a very flippant scoff. Oh, yeah, the Bible says. You find them everywhere today, uh, especially uh, social media. Among, we, we deal with people. You talk to people about the Lord, about church, you find them. They all didn't start that way. They go down a pathway, and they end up that way because of how they respond to wisdom and truth. Remind you what wisdom is. It's, 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 it's God's thoughts. It's, it's God's word. It, that's where we find wisdom from the word of God. This is not man's wisdom. This is God's wisdom. And how we respond to that is, is a very serious thing because we do not want to get to a place where we scoff or mock the moral standard or its ordinances. Now, sometimes you, somebody's breaking a rule. Man, this, this person has broken the same rule or gotten pulled over at the same place by the same policeman four days in a row. That's foolish. That's a simple person. Hey, there's the sign. Pay attention. But a scorner is somebody who's like, I ain't doing that. And then when the police officer pulls him over, scoffs and mocks at that individual who represents the rules, if you will. That's why parents, you understand something, sometimes you're going to become the one who gets mocked and scoffed. If you're doing it the Bible way, don't change it. No matter who mocks it, no matter who scoffs it, no matter who makes fun of it, that's what scorners do. It doesn't mean it's wrong. That's why the pastor, if he's preaching this book, if he holds the line on this book, there's always going to be those who scoff and scorn the, the man of God, the pastor. Why? Because he represents that moral standard. That's what a scorner is, a very serious thing. And who they really have a problem with is in a definition of a scorner, they have a problem with God. This world does not have a problem with the old-time religion. This, this world has a problem with God. This world does not have a problem with morality. They have a problem with God. Who does God think he is to tell me how I should live my life? That's the real, that's what they have a real problem. And then you can tell them God has said he's going to judge or show them examples of how God is going, has judged, and they scoff at that. Not even the, the, the potential judgment of God gets their attention. Let me make a statement to transition us into the outline. I have nine statements I'm going to make tonight, and I'll move very quickly through them, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you out at the same time I always do, late. So I'll give you that statement. Listen to the statement. You cannot, you can love a scorner, but you must always obey Scripture in dealing with a scorner. We can love scorners, we can know them, we can have interactions with them, but we must deal with them according to the Scripture. We make life, the Christian life so much more complicated because we make statements like, well, I've got to figure out what I should do here. Now, sometimes you've got to seek the will of God through the Word of God and find that and use the Holy Spirit discernment to find out what God has already said on the situation. There are some things you and I do not have to decide on. Well, Pastor, are you going to pray about this? Many times it's no, because God's already stated. Pastor, how are you going to handle this situation? 
Well, I've already, it's already decided. That's why it's, it's, we get our emotions involved. We get, we, get, we get circumstances involved. And if God has spoken on a subject, we must just obey God. We must just listen to Him. There are, if God says avoid some things, what should you and I do? Say it back to me. Avoid them. If He says do, do some things, what should we do? We should do them. It's just, that's just the way it is. So let's look at these, look at the scorner that we understand the definition. Look with me at Proverbs chapter 14. We're going we're gonna to flip to a different passage of Scripture for all nine of them. We're going to look at nine different places in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 14, and look with me at verse number 6. Proverbs 14, verse number 6, and while you're turning there, I'll give you number one. The scorner is unable to discern or discover wisdom. The, dis- the scorner is unable to discern or discover wisdom. Remember pr- uh, the book of Proverbs, first chapter, principle, or wisdom is the principal thing. It's that which we pursue. It's that which we want. A scorner is unable to discern or discover wisdom. Look at Proverbs 14, verse 6. A scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not. But knowledge is easy unto him that understandeth. Do we believe the Bible tonight, yes or no? Then we should not be saying, well, I guess they can figure it out. Or their opinion matters too. Let me bring God into it. A scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not. I'm not interested in hearing the opinion of a scorner. There's no wisdom in it. Well, don't you want to hear their side of the argument? No. I don't. Why? Because they have no wisdom. Well, how can you say, I know, they, I know they're smart, I know what kind of grades they made, I know what kind of degree they have, they're even in academia. Well, if they're scorning the fact that God created all things, if they're scorning the fact that when God gives life in the womb, that's a child, what, don't you want to hear the argument? I don't care. Why? Because the Bible says, A scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not. Don't, the scorner is unable to discern or discover wisdom. Now, we're going to build these principles one-on-one so we know how to deal with the scorner. Those who mock that which is right. Those that mock the word of God. Oh, yeah, you got an infallible Bible. That's a scorner. Oh, yeah, you, you know, you, know you, you, you're, you're, you go to church. You, 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 you make fun of, of holiness and righteousness. And, oh, you're just a bunch of, uh, of crazy people. And, and sometimes use that word legalist. They don't even know what it means. And, you know, if we're going to, I mean, how far is our country gone? When you can go to second world countries and they, they, are more, they, they live in a more decent manner than the United States of America. When they say, well, don't we need to hear what they have to say? The Bible says the scorner is unable to discern or discover wisdom. Number two, Proverbs 15, 12. Everybody with me so far? Proverbs 15, 12. A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. Number two, the scorner rejects those who love and can help him the most. Scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. You know what? If all the ones who made fun of my Bible position, this church's position, would come and talk to me about it, I could help them. I could learn them a thing or two. I could. 
Um, it's frustrating dealing with scorners, especially people that you love. One of the most frustrating things is the pastor is being able to help somebody and won't let you help them. I can't make them let me help them. But what the Bible tells us about a scorner, a scorner loveth not the one that reproveth him, neither will he go into the wise. A scorner rejects those who love and can help him the most. They hate the truth. They hate those that represent and stand for the truth. Now, what's a tough thing is they hate the truth so much, they can hate person that they claim to love, hate people they claim to love. And this is, this is sad. You can invest in somebody. They can have your same last name. You could be people that you uh, put as a Sunday school teacher, as a pastor, or some other capacity. And they get to a place of being a scorner. They will say, I love you, I love you, I love you, until you reprove them. Until you say, I'm not going down that road. Until you say, stop criticizing what I believe. I believe in, in soul liberty. I believe that God believe, gives us free choice. If you, want, if you don't want to stand where I believe the Bible says, that's your, that's your business. But don't mock and make fun. Don't belittle it. And what is tragic about the scorner is the very people that could help them are the ones that they are scorning. The very people that can help them are the ones that they, they reject. So understand this so when you interact with one and you try and help them and they reject you, don't start looking inward and being like, well, maybe I don't have the right position. Because if it's a Bible position, it's the right position. Or don't, don't do this and, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meddle a little bit. Don't let these adult children make you feel bad because you reared them in church. Don't let them make you feel bad. The, 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 the pastor wasn't too hard. Their Sunday school teacher wasn't too mean. You, you, you weren't abusive because you made them be in church three times a week. And you gave them a curfew. The scorner is going to reject those who love and can help him the most. Number three, look at me at Proverbs 24, verse 9. While you're turning there, the, the scorner is malicious, evil, and abusive. That's the third statement tonight. The scorner is malicious, evil, and abusive. And I'm thankful, and I'll read the scripture in a moment. I'm thankful. This is a t- the scorner is a is a tough one. And I'm thankful that I have the Bible to tell me how I'm supposed to respond, have the Bible to help me understand who I'm dealing with. I'll say this again. I've said this before. Whenever I interact with somebody as a pastor, I'm trying to put them in a category. Is this a simple person? Is this a fool? Is this a scorner? Who who is this? Is this a wise person? Is this... It helps me know how to interact with people. When you're out soul winning, we're commanded to go give the gospel to everybody. But then there's some we're supposed to shake the dust off our feet. I'm going to argue with them and straighten them out. You're wasting your time. That's not, that's not, it's the same principle. 
The scorner is malicious. Number three, malicious, evil, and abusive. Proverbs 24, verse 9. The thought of foolishness is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to men. It's a pretty strong verse of Scripture. Abomination here, speaking of defilement, pollution, evil doctrine and practices which are moral defilements. Strong word. Defilement, pollution, evil doctrine and practices which are moral defilements. So what is God saying? The scorner is defilement to men. The scorner is one of pollution and evil doctrine and practices, which are moral defilement. That's what they are to men. As far as men go, God says a scorner is an abomination to men. That's a pretty strong statement that I did not make, but God did. Well, young people, you, you need to listen to the authorities God has in your life because this is not where you want to end up. Christian, somebody offended you at church or, or you got your feelings hurt over something. Maybe somebody wronged you. The Bible tells you how to respond to that. Maybe you don't think leadership handles something right. The Bible tells you how to handle that. But you need to be very careful to handle things how the Bible says to handle it because you can. There are people who have served faithfully in churches that now are a scorner. And it is important for you and I to see what God says so that we understand. That's something I want to stay away from. Because God says they're malicious. Well, I try to find the good in everybody. Go right ahead. You're going to get burned, not me. Because the Bible already tells me what they are. Now, this is tough to swallow. Especially when we interact with people. It's like, well, doesn't God love them? Yes, God loves them, but God does not excuse their evil. Pastor, is this going to get better? No. <laughs> the scorner is malicious, evil, and abusive. Number four, Proverbs chapter 9. I'll be turning to Proverbs chapter 9. And while you're turning there, I'll give you number four. Number four, do not waste your time and energy with a scorner. Let me say that again. Do not waste your time and and energy with a scorner. I'll read the scripture and elaborate on that a little bit, but, and I don't know that many are going to get to the same place I am on this, but verse 7 and 8 of Proverbs chapter 9, He that reproveth a scorner getteth a pat on the back. He that reproveth a scorner gets parent of the year. He that reproveth a scorner Gets the I love you pastor award. No, that's not what it says. He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame. And he that rebuketh a wicked man gets himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner. Now, if you understand English, the English language, that is not a suggestion, that's a command. Well, pastor, you didn't even give them a chance. I'm trying to be scriptural. 
The Bible tells me not even to rebuke them. And if you're asking the question, what do you do with them? We get the number next. He tells us what to do, but we're not. He says, don't rebuke them. Don't waste your time and energy with a scorner. Why? Look what the Bible says. He to prove the scorner and give it to himself. Shame. It does no good. It does no good. The Bible also says, reprove not a scorner unless he hate thee. You rebuke a scorner, you're just inviting hate. You know, there's, there, there are hills I will die on. Arguing with somebody who's mad at God is not one of them I, I, I care to die on. Don't waste your time and energy with a scorner. You know what all of us have in common in this room? We all have a certain amount of time in a day. And depending on how old you are or how young your children are, how much we all have a certain amount of energy. And when that energy is gone, it's gone. As a pastor, I have a certain amount of energy. And there are times when I can just feel it. I have a certain amount. Now, that's why I appreciate you praying for me. You ought to pray for your pastor. But I have a certain amount of energy. There are people who are broken that want somebody to help them. Why would I take the limited energy I have to rebuke somebody who's just going to hate me anyway? That's why I don't argue with idiots on the Internet, because it's not going to change their opinion. Do not waste your time and energy with a scorner. I have a a, a mindset that I pastor by. If you don't want my help, I'm not going to force it on you. I mean, you can't stop me from praying for you. I can still love you. You can't stop that. But if you don't want my help, I'm not going to force it on you. Because I'm limited in my time, limited in my energy, I'm limited in my ability. There's only so much I can do. And God is telling us, don't waste your time and energy with a scorner. Number five, Proverbs 19, verse 25. While you're turning there, number five, deal harshly with a scorner, not for his benefit, but for the benefit of others. There's two parts of this. Deal harshly with a scorner, and then not for his benefit, but for the benefit of others. Proverbs 19, verse 25. Smite a scorner. It's pretty strong. Smite a scorner, and the simple will beware. And reprove one that hath understanding, and he will understand knowledge. Now, on my Bible, it's just across the page. Proverbs 21, verse 11. When the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise, and when the wise is instructed, he receiveth knowledge. The scorner gets to a place where you cannot reason with them. They cannot find wisdom if they were looking for it. We've got to understand something that just because we, th- we want certain things to go about, there's, God has a say in it. God, God, you can, as a church, we can ignore this and still have God's blessing. God has a say in it. 
A nation can't hashtag revival. God has a say in it. A scorner, well, how are they? Don't let your God. There's certain things that God says, don't let, you get, don't let yourself get this far because there's no coming back from. Well, how is that a, God, a, love, a loving God? God told you, and before he let, somebody gets that far, he deals with them and deals with them and deals with them. But when you harden that heart, you harden that heart. So God has a say in whether or not you can find wisdom. So in verse number 5, we see in, in ni- or number five, 19, verse 25, and 21, verse 11, we see smite a scorner and the simple will be where? Deal harshly with the scorner. Deal harshly with them. Now, I prefer smite, but, you know, I might get arrested for assault. I don't know, but the... the, the, the Point is that they're to be deal harshly with a scorner. Why? Because you cannot reason with them. We've already established that. Because they can't find wisdom. But for the benefit of, not for his benefit, but for the benefit of others. You know, if you have a heart that's after God, we do foolish things. We established that last week. There's areas that we're simple. Quite frankly, there's areas we're rebellious in. But when we're confronted with the truth, man, it's like, I know they love me. I know they want what's best for me. I know God wants what's best for me. I was wrong in this situation. I need to get get this right. Aren't you thankful God does not deal harshly with you and I when he could? I I think pastor should should have made this person a public example. Why? Because it wasn't you? We get this backward. We want to deal harshly with somebody who stumbles and falls, and we want to be patient with the scorner. Let me reason with the scorner. And if you're in a position of authority, whether it's the Christian school or the Sunday school teacher or somebody on staff, you don't make a public example out of somebody unless it is called for. Well, somebody gets the wrong answer four times, they might not just get it. If you're like, I'm done with them for the day, just, just send them to the principal. Let him deal with them. And he'll put them in kindergarten and she can deal with them. But anyway. Why is it? Because it's a warning. Everybody listen very, very carefully to me. When God passes judgment, it's a very serious thing. We live in a day where we, many think that God is kidding when he says, he's joking when he says, do not, thou shalt not, don't cross this line. But God's judgments are a real thing. I'm thankful for the long-suffering nature of God, the gracious nature of God. But God is also a God of judgment. And God will eventually, like we talked about last week, that fool eventually, they may seem like nothing's happening, nothing's happening, and they just get more bold and bold and courageous and courageous, and then that folly hits them. God is going to deal harshly with the scorner in that judgment because 
He needs to make it an example. He's going he's to do it for the benefit of others. Think about this for, well, it was said this way, and I don't remember who said it, and this might just, just totally take the seriousness away from it, but maybe you'll remember it, think of it this way. Sometimes you've got to kill a chicken to make the monkeys afraid. I'll let that just settle in there just for a moment. You know, a scorner is dealt harshly. Now, some of you are not going to remember a thing I say after that. <laughs> For the benefit of others, that's what the Bible tells us. Smite a scorner and a symbol will beware. Reprove one that hath understanding. And I'm going to move on to number six. Proverbs 21, verse 24. Number six, scorners mistreat others due to, his, due to their pride and haughtiness. Scorners mistreat others due to their pride and haughtiness. Proverbs 21, 24. Proud and haughty scorners is name who dealeth in proud wrath. You know, this is a good study for us because the political spectrum has gotten so, I don't even know the right word for it. And you have, you have social media, you have, you have news media, you have political commentary on this side and political commentary on that side. And, and, and well, you just, you just have blatant scorn in our nation for the word of God. You have blatant scorn for truth, life, real justice. And social justice, as I pointed out, is not real justice. We, we, have, we, have, we, have, we have scorn for that and just the mocking. And so how do we understand it? Well, we see number six, scorners mistreat others due to their pride and haughtiness. Look at Proverbs 21, 24. Proud and haughty scorner is his name, who dealeth in proud wrath. Someone who is proud and haughty in their dealing with others, the Bible says proud and haughty scorner is his name, who dealeth in proud wrath. We know what pride is, the elevation of self. Haughty is pride with contempt. It's bad enough that, when we, and we all have problem with pride, God speaks so much about it. I mean, it's, it's hard when you're around somebody who's just genuinely full of themselves. And sometimes you scratch your head and be like, they don't even know how full of themselves they are. They are just full of pride. And they, they put themselves... On the same plane as their authority, they're just full of pride. They're around, everything's about me, everything revolves around me. The, the, the sun is not the center of the universe. They are. And that can be very aggravating. It's like, you know, I just want to get away with it. But haughtiness takes it to another level. It's somebody full of pride, but they have contempt for somebody else. Because they deem them as below themselves. Oh, you're one of those Bible believers. You're one of those old-time independent Baptists who believe the Word of God is infallible. You're not educated enough. And that's why I've already said, that's why I don't do debates whether it's on, is the word of God infallible? God declared it, so I'm going to just say what he said. 
And I'll teach my people what the Bible says. But we, you, why? Because they have contempt. It's haughtiness. Well, they just want to have a discussion. No, they're a scorner. So, Pastor Adam, that's what proud and haughty scorner is his name, who dealeth in proud wrath. Scorners mistreat others due to their pride and haughtiness. Number seven, I've got to hasten. Proverbs 22.10. Right here, next chapter over, Proverbs 22.10. Now we're going to look at how God says that we should treat the scorner. Proverbs 22.10. Cast out the scorner and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. The only way, number seven, the only way to have peace is to cast out the scorner. I'm a very, I feel like I'm a very patient man when it comes to people. Permits and building programs, not so much. But people, I feel like I'm a very patient man. I feel like I, and it's something that God, I think, I give him the, the credit for it, because overall, I'm not very patient. But with the people that I love, and God has given me the responsibility to pastor, I want to I I do everything I can. I'm not so naive to think that every Sunday when this place is full that everybody in here agrees with everything I say. I'm not so naive to think that everybody even in here likes what I say. No, I know everybody likes me, but they may not like everything I say. That was a joke for those who didn't get that. But I want to be very patient and long-suffering. When it comes to somebody, I can... Somebody I think is going to is heading in the right direction. The Lord may impress upon me to give a warning to them personally, or give a warning from the pulpit. But I'm going to try and love them back, pray them back to where they need to be. Well, Pastor, they did you know they're saying this about you and that about you? Okay. But I still love them, and I'm going to be very long-suffering with them. But there's one thing as a pastor I'm determined to do. I'm determined to live a scorner-free life. You can disagree with me, and you and I can get along very well. Very well. But the moment somebody begins to mock and make fun of what I believe, now you're putting me in a position, first of all, to defend it, Second of all, if you're going to mock it, then the Bible defines you, and the Bible tells me, the Bible gives me a command. Don't you want a pastor that obeys the Word of God? He gives you a command. Cast out the scorner. And what's going to happen? Contention goes out. I want everybody to be a part of the Emmanuel Baptist Church, except the scorner. The Bible tells us what's going to happen. Contention goes out. You know one reason why we have such a good spirit in our church? is because the things are handled according to the Word of God. Now, some people don't like it when you try and help people, and when you try and put lives back together, and when you are patient. Some people don't like it. Some people don't. I'm sure some people, because you don't know everything, like, I don't know why pastors handling that situation that way. That's okay. There's one thing that it is my responsibility. If there's a scorner, 
how fast can you move your membership? I'll make some recommendations. In our, we have a Christian school. And if there's somebody who, and I know that we have, we have not everybody who's in our school or members of our church, and I know there's, there's some I haven't talked to anybody, haven't heard any, but there's got to be. Say, well, the, you know, these are these rules and this is the way, and, and I don't understand it. This may be some, so I don't necessarily agree with it, but, you know, because we're going to this school, that's fine. It's, you know, we're getting a good education. Their kids are getting better than the public school, that's for sure. I don't have any problem with that. No problem at all. Because they're getting a better education, which is going to help our country. And it was good to have citizens that can read and write and know history. And I know that you mentioned it, English and science and all the others. But the moment there's somebody who wants to mock and make fun and ridicule what we believe, what are we going to do? They're no longer part of our school because it's what we're supposed to do. Now, I'm, you, you, you shouldn't be surprised when I, when I say this. That's why I'll say it again. If you follow a scorner on social media, you ought to unfollow them. I've been giving some hints and some warnings. I'm about to walk around and say, see, the, you can't get the hints. It's this one. Because this influences us in a negative way. It is a great day when I said, I'm not going to, well, Pastor, I got to know what they're saying. Not me. I can name people that have been changed in their position on that book because they had to know what the scorner said. They had a family member that was a scorner. They had these people who left the church that were scorner. I've got to know what they're saying. And today they are a changed person because they listened to the scorners. They never agreed with them, but they listened to them. And then it's like, well, maybe the pastor is a little harsh on this. Or maybe the standard should be changed on this. Because I'm trying to make peace with everyone. The Bible says, cast them out. The Bible says they can't find wisdom if they're looking for it. What's going to happen when you cast them out? You are going to have peace. It's a great day. Say, what are you, I'm on social media. That's why I'm going to be preaching about, no. I don't, pay, I don't pay attention to I put my message out, but every once in a while, I'll be like, who is that? I'll be like, block. I have standards when it comes to even social media, that I, principles rather, that I want to live by. If somebody is, is, is critical of somebody else or slanders somebody else, even if I don't like them, block. Because I, I want to live a scorner-free life. I'm happy going to bed every night thinking everybody loves me. Everybody agrees with me. And you know what? I get, a, I get a lot better sleep than worried about what somebody who I'm never going to bring to my position thinks. And quite frankly, I have the truth. I'm building my life on the truth. This church stands on the truth. So if, if, they, if they, have a prob, they have a problem with the truth... It's not my problem, it's not my position to be popular or accepted. You say, well, Pastor, this is easy preaching when it's not somebody. Oh, I, I've dealt with every situation you can deal with. And I want to live a, a contentious, free life. 
If you are determined that you, okay, what are we, we're, 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 we're a Christian, we're a child of God, you saved tonight? Amen. Then he's our first responsibility. I put everybody, I'm getting off on a little rabbit trail now, but I think we might need it. I put everybody to the Jesus test. Did you die for me? Then you ain't on top. And no matter who you are, if you mock or make fun or attack the one who died for me, we can't be friends. We, 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 can't, we can't fellowship. We can't socialize. I mean, there's, there's political commentators that I, I really do not like. And I don't always bring all this into here, so I'm just going to tell you, I'm not going to call his name, who's a short little Jew, who's a conservative, conservative, who mocks Jesus Christ being the Messiah, the Son of God. I'm not reading his books. I'm not listening to his podcast. Well, he's a great American. No, he's attacked my Savior. He's a scorner when it comes to the truth. You don't have to do that, but every time I see him, I can't think about him saying, Joe Biden is this, or the Democrats are this. All I can think about is he mocked my Savior. That's all I can think about. The only way to have peace is to cast out the scorn. So you, this is going to help you know how to interact in in. When it comes to the things of God. So what, how, how is that going to be handled? If, if somebody's a scorner, it's already handled. It's already determined. Number eight, I've got to hurry. We're out of time. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 34. That's one I was going to spend time on, so I'm over it now. So I can just mention these last two. Proverbs 3, verse 34. God treats the scorner like they treat the right and the righteous. God treats the scorner like they treat right and the righteous. Verse 34, chapter 3, Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. Man, when you're scorned, you know, I, I mean, I'm a pastor. I take that very seriously. I, I take what, my responsibility seriously. I take the office of the pastor seriously. I, I, I want to do a good job for the Lord, first of all. I want to do a good job for, for, for my church, obviously. But I have feelings too. I don't like to be scorned. I don't like to hear. I mean, you saw how my blood pressure rose about that little short guy that mocks Jesus. If you don't know who he is, good. Some of you know who I'm talking about. We're having a, a book burning next to me. Anyway. Why? Because it's, it, it's, I don't like it. And a, lot of, and a lot of this is why I've had to just shut off a lot of stuff because I can't. You might be a better Christian than me. I can't handle it. But you want to think about this. We all have encountered a scorner, how they mock, they make fun, they, they, they criticize. But think about what God is saying. He scorneth the scorner. The scorner gets very high and mighty. You think about the Almighty God who, whose air they breathe, who allows their heart to keep beating. They get all high and mighty. Sometimes read Psalms chapter number two, which I think ties into this how they, they pray and God laughs at their calamity. 
That's pretty strong. It's, you don't want to fall in the judgment of a holy, almighty God. Number nine. This is, it. This, is, this is it. Proverbs 19, verse 29. I didn't even write, make any notes under this one because I knew by here I'd be way past time. Proverbs 19, verse 29. Number nine, judgment awaits the scorner. Judgments are prepared for scorners and striped for the back of fools. And the stripes on the back of fools, that don't sound too, too fun either. I'd rather have the stripes on my back as a fool than I would the judgment awaiting the scorner. Because a fool gets himself in trouble. And there's consequences for being foolish. But that scorner, who is it that gives out judgment? God. That scorner can get on the internet and make fun of right and make fun of God and make fun of godly parents and make fun of the word of God and make fun of morality and make fun of truth, make fun of all of those things. They can make fun of the old time and they can make fun of all of that. And they, boy, they can, they can try and grow a following and, and they can have a bunch of likes and interactions and, and they can make family feel very uncomfortable and all those things. But my Bible says judgment is awaiting them. Do not go down this road. Well, there's something in your heart and your life that you need to, God's been dealing with you about. Get it right. Get it settled. Say yes to the Spirit of God. Because judgment awaits the scorner. It is a serious thing to make fun of what God calls truth. That's why, just, just, as, a, just, as, a, just as another helpful tip, be careful of what you laugh at. I mean, be careful of, but, you know, this is, and I have, and it's amazing, we live in this internet, social media world. I don't laugh at memes that have to do with Jesus. Be careful. I don't like, I don't laugh at Christian comedians that mock and make fun. How else do they get a laugh? Well, they're a Christian comedian. They're a scorner, in my opinion. Judgment awaits the scorner. Here's the conclusion. I gave you nine. I didn't tell you there was a conclusion, did I? You remember last week when we talked about wisdom, how it's seeking? You can find it. You have the, the simple. And, and he's got, it's, his future is determined by how he responds with wisdom. The fool, how he responds to wisdom. God has sent wisdom for everyone. It's, atta- it's obtainable. It's not just for the pastor. It's not just for a certain class. Anybody can have wisdom that's willing to take it. Because it's looking. But that scorner, when that scorner sees wisdom, mocks it. It makes fun of it. What are you going to do? Fix me, wisdom? What are you going to do? The conclusion is this, and it's a good reminder from last week, be careful how you respond to wisdom. We live in a day where we want to debate everything. And debates are good and healthy unless God has said. And if God proclaims it, the debate's over. 
I get asked this sometimes, and I know what you mean. Say, Pastor, what do you think about and is this passage of Scripture? So I always try and clarify, what do you think, what do you think I think God is saying? Or what do I think about what God is saying? Because I really don't have an opinion about what God is saying other than we need to do what God is saying. If we're trying to figure out what God is saying, that's one thing. But if God has already said it, be careful not accepting it. Because if I don't accept it, then that's got to be error. And then I've got I've to have to attack it. I've got to be, take an adversarial position against it. Be careful going down that road. Because it's not, it's not a, it's, judgment is awaiting. Judgment is awaiting. And there's a lot of, sadly, there's a lot of churches that are watering down and completely changing what the Bible says because they're afraid of the scorner. They're afraid of the scorners getting on the internet. They're afraid of the scorners. And you and I cannot do that because we are told how to deal with the scorner. You know what? I don't have to figure out what's going to happen to them because that's God's business. I don't have to figure out how to change them. I can't change them. That's, that's between them and God. I've just got to do what the Bible says. Father, help us tonight as we think of these things.